This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. And we explore the world of your mind and sports, sports psychology. I've been doing this show for 21 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Been on the radio 31 straight years here in Kansas City. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, all over the place. And, you know, we talk about things on this show that deal with us as athletes, as people, as parents. I'm in my 41st year of work as a sports psychologist, and I've been, if you listen to this show, I've been talking more and more about youth sports and how it's great, but how it's messed up. And you know, I'm the co-author of a book with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports, that quite frankly, everybody should read who, who has a child in youth sports because it's, it's getting more and more messed up. And what I mean by that is almost weekly now, almost weekly, we are hearing stories of parents and sometimes coaches, but a lot of times parents who go crazy at sporting events for their kids. And in a few moments, we're going to be joined by a young lady named Christy Moore. You may have heard of her. She is an umpire in the state of Mississippi. She's also in charge of the umpires in the state of Mississippi, if I'm correct. We'll get that information from her about what happened to her at a game a few weeks ago, a 12-year-old softball game. 12-year-old girls softball game. She got sucker punched by a mom after the game who she ejected from the game because this mom was screaming obscenities at her. Okay. Isn't a youth sports game supposed to be fun? I talk on this show all about why, why do we play youth sports? To have fun, first of all. To learn fundamentals, learn skills, learn about getting along with teammates, understand success and failure, Learn from it. But what's wrong with you sports? It's the parents. It's the adults. A lot of times the coaches. I've got all these kids that I see in my office. And and they are teenagers or college athletes who tell me, Doc, I had a coach who cussed me out, who pulled me out of a game because I made a bad play. I had a high school kid in this week who spends time as an umpire. And he's a big kid, too. He said he, he gets verbally abused by parents in the stands when he makes calls. Cursed at. What? Why? Why are people doing this? Well, we've got a problem in our society with this behavior now. But does it need to be at youth sports games? 
Well, we're going to start talking right now with this young lady named Christy Moore. Christy, thanks for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I know you've been talking quite a bit on a lot of shows nationally about what happened to you. So in a nutshell, tell us tell us what happened in that game. Tell us what, what went on. Okay. I was actually the UIC, which is the umpire in charge for this tournament. I had an umpire get sick. So I um, just jumped on this field uh, filling in. This group of parents was a little rowdy from the beginning. And I made a call at second base on a steel slot. Um, tag was high, runner was under it, she was safe. I called her safe, and this mom just lost it, started screaming across the field. She was going to F me up. I was the B word, um, all kinds of things of that nature. And I told her she was going to have to leave. We were not going to have that behavior in front of the kids. And she told me she wasn't leaving. At that point, I went to the coach, who never one time moved off his bucket, never tried to defuse the situation, never did anything, and told him if she did not leave, um, I was forfeiting the game, and we would be moving on to the next game. And um, Did he get off the he bucket? Kinda looked, nope, he never got off the bucket. He looked down there and kind of waved his hand her direction and told somebody to tell her to leave. Um, at that point... She looked at me and said, um, when you come off that field, I'm going to slap the F out of you and called me another name. And she turned around and walked off. At that point, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, she's mad, but she's going to leave or whatever. And so we just continued the game. We played about two more innings after that. And um, after the game, I walked off the field. I was about three steps off the field and... She was right there, and she said, now what do you have to say to me? Called me a name and punched me. Wow. And what happened then? You, did you fall down or what? what? No. No, I did not fall down. Um, she punched me, and immediately she turned around and fled. I was immediately surrounded um, by people that were there. Little kids start crying. Um, it was just kind of a little bit of mayhem going on, and the parks and recs employee uh, chased her to the car um went to the parking lot and got a picture of her car when she was leaving and by this time he was on the phone um with the police and they pulled her over shortly after um and arrested her and she was wearing a t-shirt mother of the year <laughs> yes in her mugshot um says mother of the year that's great that's great okay yeah so the coach doesn't move his his rear end off the bucket and just no. just waves okay yep. so you you run uh, the umpires in mississippi is that correct i am the state uic for usfa uh, organization and i am also the uic for the city of laurel okay i'm sure this is not the first time you've heard something like this happening but is this the first time this has happened to you Yes, this is it's definitely not the first time I've been cussed, not the first time I've been threatened, but this was the first time anyone has actually uh, put their hands on me. Yeah. Okay, let me ask this this question, and, and I'm, I really appreciate you being with us this morning, because we're going to get into some issues here that, that need to be addressed that most people don't address, because as a sports psychologist, I've got a real concern about kids and parents at games. What's wrong with youth sports from your perspective? You've been doing. You've been umpiring how long now? Ten years. Ten years. So you've yeah. seen a lot of this stuff. 
In yeah. your opinion, just plain, flat, and simple, what's wrong with youth sports? A lot of people say, oh, come on, dog, youth sports is great. But there's a lot of stuff wrong with it. What's wrong? What's the bad part about it? The bad part right off the top of my head right now currently is the parents. The parents, exactly. We have, we have somehow um, morphed into little Susie is perfect, and um, she does not deserve to be called out. It's costing her a scholarship. It's this. The umpire is always wrong. You know, in some cases, the coach is wrong. He's not playing my kid enough. It's this, it's that. It's a sense of entitlement for their child. And we, we've gotten out of the mindset. I know when, when I grew up, my dad was like, no, you work for what you want. Nobody owes you anything. You're not handed anything in life. You have to work to get what you want. And that's not the mindset of parents these days just because you sign your kid up to play a sport or what have you, then they automatically think that that kid deserves to play first base or be catcher or be the number one hitter or whatever, and without having to put any work, blood, sweat, and tears into it. And and when that doesn't happen, it doesn't go their way. The call doesn't go their way. They don't win. It's just this is the kind of behavior that that we're dealing with. So let me ask you a question. Every weekend. Let me ask you a question. The other parents in the stands, and we're going to go to our first break here in a few minutes, few moments excuse me but i want to talk about the other parents in the stands what they do when this happens because we're going to explore what needs to be done christy we're going to talk about this today and we're going to get into a solution because i have some ideas about this and i want to get your thoughts on it because we need to find a solution because this is getting worse but the other parents in the stands sit on their hands because they don't know what to do right they're sitting there Correct. they don't want to they don't want to tell her to be quiet because they're afraid she'll cold, cold cock them right Correct. Yeah. Nobody, nobody did anything All right. to deter this from happening. Not, not one single person. Well, it's time that we started to set up some guidelines and parameters on what needs to be done. And we're going to talk about that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest today is Christy Moore. She's taken the time to join us for the whole show today to talk about her experience getting sucker punched by a mom at a softball game. We're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Lou Anne Valentino was given just an 11% chance of survival in 2017 after a routine colonoscopy at age 53 showed she had stage 4 colorectal cancer. Knowing she was dealing with the most advanced and deadliest stage of colon cancer, the former teacher took control of her journey by doing her homework. Working with her team of doctors, she underwent chemotherapy and surgery which seemed to put her disease in remission until 2020. But when the cancer returned, she took what she believes was the single most important step in her cancer journey. She did her research and had her physician order her a Garden 360 CDX test from Garden Health. This blood-based biomarker test was designed to look at the genetic makeup of cancer and help guide treatment decisions. Luann's blood test ultimately led to a new treatment path which resulted in her tumor virtually disappearing. Blood tests are fantastic. They're such a huge breakthrough for colorectal cancer. They are not only convenient, more importantly, they saved my life. Today, Luann has not only survived, she has thrived, thanks in part to the biomarker testing. To learn more about Garden 360 CDX and how blood tests are helping patients take control of their cancer journey at every stage of the disease, visit GardenHealth.com. 
This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. Today I'm interviewing Christy Moore. She's an umpire in the state of Mississippi. She's in charge of umpires in the state of Mississippi. And she got assaulted by a mom at a 12-year-old softball game a couple weeks ago. And we're talking with her about what happened and why. And if you are a parent who has kids playing youth sports and you've seen this happen, how does it make you feel sitting in the stand? What do you do when somebody's going ballistic, verbally or even physically, at a game? So, Christy, let me ask you, first of all, is this the first thing that's ever, is this the worst thing that's ever happened? Is this the first time anything like this has happened to you? Yes, this is this is the first time um, anyone ever physically um, assaulted me. And, yes, it is for sure the worst thing. Um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot to deal with. And um, actually the hardest part of it was um, was my kids, um, how, how it affected my kids. Well, before we move any farther with that, how are you doing right now? How are you? How are you overall mentally, psychologically, emotionally with this? <clears throat> um, I'm okay. You know, in the, in the back of my mind um, since this happened, you know, there's been what if she had a knife in her bag? What if she went to her car and got a gun? Uh, what if this was so much worse than what it actually was? And um, I, I took some time off um, from ball. And, um, but, you know, I was raised that uh, quitters never win and winners never quit. And I love the game. I love being out there. I love the kids. Um, I, I love the sport of it. I love the competitiveness. And um, I used to love the atmosphere, but that's deteriorating so fast. But, you know, I just... I'm not going to let her take that from me. So I actually got back on the field uh, for the first time since this incident um, last Monday night. And what, when did this happen? April what? April the 9th. So I'm sure you've had to have some time. You've needed to take some time to just regroup, get yourself together. And yes. Are your kids doing okay now? And how old are they? They are. My daughter is 17 and my son is 13. So what happened when you came home? I had actually called my daughter. We live in a small um, community, and I, I did not want her to hear this from someone else before I got home. So I called her on my way to the police station that night and just told her that I had been punched and I was okay. I'd be home in a little bit. And when I got home and, and walked in the door and um, she actually saw me, she started crying. And um, they were upset. Now, Mom, you know, we don't want you to do this. If this is what's going to happen. You know, people are going to be attacking you and whatever. You know, it's just, um, it, it was hard. Yeah, you had a nice shiner. I've seen the pictures. She got you pretty yeah. good. She got you pretty good. Yeah, so, so, she got me. so tell us what's going to happen now. I mean, you filed charges against her. So where, where are we at with all this? I did file charges against her. She bonded out that night for $422. Um, inconvenienced her for about an hour or so. Um, she actually told, sent a word with uh, policemen at the station that night that if I did not drop the charges on her, she was going to press the press charges on me. I asked for what? He said he didn't know. I said, tell her to bring it. I'm not dropping the charges. And um, I did not. So she appears in court actually this Wednesday, the 18th, to enter her plea of guilty or not guilty. She's going to press charges on you for having the guts <laughs> guts to stand up and do the right thing. I guess. I've also got word that she's going to be suing me for emotional trauma because her picture, her mugshots got out there and people have called her name. Gee, I really feel sorry for her. 
All right. You know what? <laughs> you got to take responsibility for your actions. So let's talk about this, Christy. Right. You said a few moments ago, the environment at U Sports has changed. What's yeah. changed and what's different? There is, um, there's no respect for authority anymore. There's just not. It's gone. You know, when I started doing this 10 years ago, um, we had some heckling. And, and I'm not saying that there was never that one that, you know, got a little out of hand or whatever. But it wasn't every tournament. It wasn't every ball game like it is now. And it's just become more and more frequent over the years. You know, and, and all of us know going into it that officiate, you know, you're going to get the, oh, hey, Blue, you're blonde, where's your call? And you got some missed calls and joking and, and uh, sometimes and banner back and forth, and, and that's fine. But when you cross that line, there's a line there. When you make it personal, you know, you suck, you can't, you know, you can't do, you can't see, you can't do anything right, you know, and then we went from that to being cussed, and then we went from that to being invited to the parking lot, um, to get your ass kicked and get your eyes opened and all that. And now we've progressed from that to a group being attacked on the field, on the court, um, coming right off the field in my case. And it's just gotten to a point where something has to be done or you're not going to have any youth games because you're not going to have anyone to officiate them. Well, I believe, and, and I'm working on this, and, and I would like you to, to join me with this, putting a program together for behavior for parents that use sporting events because there's nothing out there. There's right. Do no, you know, and there's nothing, and there's no accountability. There's exa- no accountability exactly. uh, for this behavior, um, and, and until there is something put into place, um, and, and it's going to start at a team level, at a park level, even at an official level. There has to be, you know, hey, one one cuss word out, which is the rule, you're gone. There can't be any leniency on that anymore because that that's what you know. Some umpires or officials are scared to talk somebody. Are they scared to make a scene? Or they just kind of ignore it and, and let the behavior kind of go on unless it just completely blows up? And that's got to stop on our end um, as well. There has to be um, consequences put into place for this behavior. If, if we're going to see a change, that has to happen. Well, I believe there needs to be, there need to be guidelines sent for parental behavior as well as coaches' behavior at youth sporting mm-hmm. events. I mean, there, there are some guidelines for some coaches that does exist in some, some areas. But for parents, there's nothing. And we're also seeing this, are we not? Because you're in charge of, of umpires. Aren't we seeing a lack of umpires, a lack of officials now because people don't want to do it, especially kids, teenagers that don't want to do it because they're... Um, you know. Yes, there's a mass exodus of, of officials. I mean, uh, you know, COVID affected it some um, because, you know, it was out of hand before COVID and then... You know, we have a little break because of that, and the veterans, and even some that were not, then it's like, you know what, I, I haven't really missed being cussed out. I, I haven't really missed being threatened. You know, I haven't missed that, so they didn't come back. And the veterans that have been doing this for years and years, they're done because, you know, you've got a 60-year-old man out there calling ball that's been doing it for 30 years or what have you, or 65 years old, and he comes off the field and gets punched. That's a whole different situation than it was for me. That could be just really deadly for an, an elderly person if that happened to. And the, so they're done. And then I've had so many messages on Facebook from parents that were saying, you know, hey, look, my 19-year-old was thinking about doing this to earn some money, and that's out. I mean, there's just no way I'm going to allow them to do that. 
Um, we're going to come back from this next break. We're going to come back from this break, Christy, and we're going to talk about what do we do. And we're going to discuss that because we need there need to be some guidelines set up, and it has to happen now. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs having a fascinating interview with Christy Moore, the umpire in the state of Mississippi who got sucker punched by a mom at a 12-year-old softball game. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and today we're talking with Christy Moore, the umpire in the state of Mississippi, who a month ago got sucker punched by a mom at a 12-year-old game after the game. So, Christy, here we are with this situation, and we hear about this stuff more and more now with parents getting abusive. And you said it's it's gone from, you know, maybe saying negative stuff towards umpires to the point now where then you're getting cursed at, you're getting threatened, and you actually got hit. Okay. So what what do you think from your perspective as as an umpire, someone who runs umpires in the state of Mississippi, what do you, what do you think we should do? What can we do? I think there has to be um, accountability. I think it has to start with coaches. I don't know if it needs to be in your contract for travel ball um, teams and what have you um, that, you know, you argue with an official, your kids sit the bench, you cuss an official, your kids out for the day. There has to be some kind of consequences for these actions. And, and on a, a bigger level, you know, there was a bill in the state of Mississippi um, last year that died fairly quickly in the, um, on the floor in my state. That would have made this a felony. Um, for her to have put her hands on me. And I'm really um, going to be using this voice that I have now to get that bill back out on um, the floor next year in my state, and hopefully we'll get it passed um, next year. So it didn't. why didn't it pass? I have no idea. I guess it wasn't. So it's okay, it's not, so it's okay to attack officials in the state of Mississippi? Uh, it's, it's just a misdemeanor. It's a, she got charged with simple assault, which is a misdemeanor so, in my state. So, you know, I, I've i got two sons. Uh, my older son will be getting married in a week. He's 32. My younger son's 31. They both played all kinds of sports growing up. As a parent, I saw not this, but I saw the verbal harassment. I saw a young man who was trying to steal second in an 11-year-old, 12-year-old game. He tripped and fell, came into the dugout, the coach grabbed him and threw him against the fence. I've seen coaches encourage kids to hurt other kids. I've seen parents going ballistic at games. Oh, I've heard the, I've heard the, oh, if she's in your way when you're running, you just plow over her. Right. Just go right over, yeah. I I heard it um, actually last week. So what we're seeing is it's okay right now, okay in the sense that there's no punishment, for a, an adult to misbehave at a youth sports event in any capacity, whether they're the culture of the parent. So what if we do something like this, Christy? What if we put together a program? What if there was a program that basically said if a parent is out of control of a game, there would be a rotating parent. This is an idea I have that I'm putting this together. There would be a rotating parent every game, not the same parent, different parent, who's sort of in charge of observing the parents on the team. If somebody's out of control, 
They go to the coach, let the coach know. The coach then has to be the supervisor, come over and tell that parent, hey, you need to cut it out or you're going to have to be asked to leave. And not only will you be asked to leave, but your child's going to be asked to leave too. That's the yeah. first time. If it ha- and if it happens the second time in that game or during the season, they'll not only be asked to leave, they'll be kicked off the team, their kid will be kicked off the team. And if they're going to come back, they have to attend a sportsmanship seminar, and then they have to become an official for a season. Because if any parent does this and then takes an officiating class, what do you think will happen? I think that'll stop it so fast. I mean, after one game, they will probably be looking up every official they've ever said one crossword to and apologizing. Because let me tell you something. It looks so easy sitting on the other side of the fence in your little chair that you have in the bleachers or whatever. You can see so good from there. And, you know, it looks like all you're doing is calling balls and strikes and safe and out. And um, it's really not. There's so much more to it and it's a lot harder than what it looks like it is so and I've invited several people that you know complain and and I've stopped a game before and was like you know you pointed to a gentleman in the stands that was just riding me the whole game started pulling my umpire shirt up come on you can see so much better out there in the bleachers then come on in here because I mean you're going to be not going to make one mistake what did he what did he do what did he do after you said that to him never said another word not so, one word. So accountability is the big issue here, isn't it? Yes. Should yes. it should it well, obviously we need to set guidelines for leagues. But then do we need to set guidelines for coaches in terms of their behavior because doesn't their behavior filter down to the parents as well? Because as you just said, this coach sat on his rear end and didn't do anything. Yes. Yep. There needs to be a coach and parent um consequences for these actions and and i feel like for the parents it starts with the coaches and i think what people miss so much and i i see this because i'm on the field with your kid when you're acting like that when you're yelling at an umpire or an official when you're cussing that umpire or official you know what your kid is saying to me on the field same thing oh my god oh my god no I wish my mom would shut up. Oh, so they don't, so you're, you're not getting the same behavior from the kids. You're getting an embarrassment from them. Sometimes, and this is my experience, sometimes the kids can have that same behavior. But in my experience, for the most part, they're mortified. I can't believe my dad is acting that way. I'm so embarrassed. I wish he would just sit down and stop. How often have you that, had to stop a game and call out a parent for their behavior in front of everybody? Oh, I, I, a lot. And when you typically do that, do they stop or do they keep it up? Well, I give them a warning. Well, for if they're just uh, making it personal and keeping on or whatever, I'll, I'll give a warning. But one cuss word and, and they're gone for me. Um, I, I just toss them right then. And do they leave um, or do they challenge you? Um, I've been challenged um, a couple times. I've had to stop a game, stop the clock, get um, parks people. Um, we've had to call the police before um, to make people leave. Um, but for the most part, um, for that, uh, they walk off. I wouldn't say that they actually leave the park like they're supposed to, but um 
they'll go around like to the parking lot and, and watch the rest of the game from back at the fence or in their car or something like that. But um, yeah, a lot of times though they don't go real willingly. Why? So. Why do you think that is? Because they do not respect my authority on that field. Well, you just hit you just hit it right on the head. Respect. Yep. You sports should be played for what reasons, Christy? Why should kids go play your sports? Because it's for the kids. Let the kids play the game. Let it be fun. They're sucking all the fun out of this. It's no longer fun. It's not fun for your kid to experience that, for the game to have to be stopped every 10 minutes or so because we've got somebody acting like a fool, screaming and yelling and carrying on because they don't agree with a call that they can't even see from where they're at. We've lost somehow society has lost the realization that an umpire, a referee, any kind of official, guess what? We're human. We're human. We're going to make a mistake. We're going to kick a call. It happens. But nobody, I've never in the 10 years that I've been doing this, have I ever heard an official say, you know what? That team was ugly to me last month. So, you know, I'm, I'm not calling one call their way. We don't remember that. We don't know. And when you're out there in the moment, in the game, and, and you're hustling and you're getting in position and you're giving it everything we have so your kid can play this game, you don't even realize who's who. You're just enforcing rules and making judgment calls. Nobody's out there trying to rob little Susie from a scholarship. Nobody. Well, I think, I think it's time to set up some guidelines, like I said, that need to be across the board, and it could be at a Little League baseball game, at a softball game, basketball game, soccer, it doesn't matter. And really, we need to set it up for young kids as well because parents' egos get involved. It starts to become about them rather than the kids. The winning and the losing become more important than having fun, and that becomes an issue. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. My guest today is Christy Moore. She was assaulted as an umpire after a game at a after calling balls and strikes at a 12-year-old girls softball game in Mississippi. If you'd like to join us, have any comments on what's going on here, and you've experienced this before, I'd love to hear from you. I know a lot of people have talked to me about this issue for, for a long time, and it's time we set up some guidelines on what to do. Love to hear from you. Give us a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Having a great interview today. Christy Moore is the umpire in Mississippi who got sucker punched by a mom at a 12-year-old softball game a month ago, and she's been with us throughout the show having a great talk with her. Christy, so let me ask you, sportsmanship, what's that mean to you? Sportsmanship is being able to handle um, a loss, to handle a call to not go your way, to congratulate the other team uh, on a win, to understand and to learn that everything does not go your way every time and to handle that with grace and dignity. So where is it at now? What's happened to sportsmanship in youth sports? Yeah, there's there's not there's not a whole lot of sportsmanship left. 
you know, I, I think this is a reflection of our society, and we're not going to go in that direction on this show. But when it comes to, yeah. to playing a sport for a kid, it should, it should be about just having fun, right? Going out and playing. Yes. I mean, I'm, yes. six, I'm 67 years old. When I grew up, we would play. We'd have fun. We'd win. We'd lose. But, we'd, you know, we'd go home, yeah. and we'd go do whatever we're going to do. And yep. it, it, it didn't affect how we, we were. We didn't go into severe depression or become super elated. We just go on with our lives. Now yep. you're getting to the point where it's gotten to become such a big business. There's so much money in it. U Sports is a multi-billion dollar business yep. with the trophies, the, re- the, the awards, the accolades, the, tra- the traveling all over the country to play sports, which, I, yep. you know, I'm not against having fun and doing all these things, but it's got to be kept in perspective. Why is it out of perspective from your perspective as an official? I think that um, we've just become so enamored with having to have the win and not being able to handle uh, a loss and and such a sense, and this kind of goes back to what you said about how society is today, there's such a sense of entitlement and, and parents think that just because they sign their kid up, especially um, in a travel ball um, team and you play in a travel ball tournament, that um, you, you need to win that tournament, that you have to win that game, that tournament, move to the next game, move it on to collect rings, that is the end of the day. Um, they, don't, they don't really mean a lot. Nobody's going to remember next month who won the tournament the month before. Like no, nobody else is going to remember that. And it's become where it's just it's trickled down to sports from just everyday life in society where we think that we're owed something and that my kid is the best. My kid doesn't have to work hard. You owe my kid to uh, put them there. They've got to win. We've got to win. The umpire is always wrong if the call doesn't go our way. I can't tell you how many times I have been leaving a field and heard coaches telling a team, Hey, well, we can't win them all. We played them, and we played the umpires, too. They were terrible. They weren't giving any strikes to so-and-so. It was just we played them, and, and we lost, and we lost because of them. No. No, you didn't. We don't win a ball game for you, and we don't lose a ball game for you. I've had officials on this show before. Uh, one of the greatest baseball umpires ever, Steve Palermo, late, the late Steve Palermo, has been on the show with me before. Just a great man, and we talked about umpiring at the major league level. It's stressful. It's 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 mm-hmm. hard, but you know what? I was on flights before with the Kansas City Royals when I worked with them. When the umpires hitched the ride with us, they sat and talked to the players. You know, they all got along. Why can't that be at youth sports? Well, because the parents get so overly involved, their egos get involved, and it becomes about the parents' egos. In our book, "Just Let Him Play," that I mentioned earlier, that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, our third chapter is called "Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun." I don't think we teach kids and parents that it's okay to fail. It's got to be a win, 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 right? So if you fail, you're going to learn more about yourself from that, about how you come back from that than if you keep winning, right? Do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. I agree with that 100%. And when you are instilling this attitude into these kids, what are you preparing them for in real life? When they are out of your home, 
you're not always going to get the job that you want. You're not always going to get a scholarship to the school that you want. You're not always going to get the boyfriend or girlfriend that you want. You're not always going to get the car that you want. You're not going to get everything in life that you want. You have to be able to handle not getting your way every single time and it be okay. You need to know how to learn from that. You need to know how to learn from your successes, and you need to learn how to grow from your failures as well. Because in my own personal experience, I've grown a lot more from things that I have failed at than things that I've excelled at. And the things that I've excelled at have stemmed from a failure at some point in time throughout my life. So as we wrap things up here on the show today, what do we need to do then for parents at youth sporting events? What needs to be done? Is the idea that I've thrown thrown out there that you know they need to be basic? There needs to be sportsmanship training for parents before the season. That should be done for all the parents. They they need to sign a sportsmanship waiver that agrees yep. to behavior number one, and then there need to yep. be some guidelines set up about poor behavior at games and then ejecting them from the game. Do you agree with that? I agree with that uh, 100%. I think it needs to start at a coach's level. On um, Coaches need to hold parents accountable, um, and um, parks need to hold coaches. Leagues need to hold coaches accountable. Um, it, it's got to start somewhere and, and trickle down because if it doesn't, like I said before, I don't think that when I say this, I don't think, and I'm not the only one saying this, but I really don't think people are getting it. If it does not change, you will not have games for your children to play at. There will not be basketball, soccer, baseball, softball. It doesn't matter because unless the behavior towards officials across the board changes, you will not have officials to call these games. There already are games at high school and college level in my state. There are games that are not being played are having to be moved back and back and back and still not played because there's no one to officiate them. When should winning, when should the score matter? What age? Oh, that, that's a tough one. I, I, don't, I don't know that it should uh, even matter probably till you get to high school. You're, you're trying to make it to the playoffs. You're trying, when you're at a youth sport event, um, 8U, 6U, on up through 12U, 14U, have fun, learn. Learn how to handle yourself on the field and off the field. What you learn on the field, you can apply off the field in everyday life. You, you've got to learn how to handle yourself well, for a win. You need to know how to win gracefully, and you need to know how to lose gracefully. So let me ask you three definitions before we wrap up, Christy. What's your definition of winning? I don't think winning um, at all is reflected by numbers on the scoreboard. I think that um, in instances and in, in myself that I see, I think if you play hard, you hustle, you give your all, you have a good attitude, you've got good sportsmanship, you play with heart, with grit, you've won no matter what the scoreboard says. Losing, what's that mean? Losing, I think, uh, again, I don't, I don't think it's reflected on a scoreboard. I don't think that, um, you know, we're all going to have a bad day. We're all going to be off, officials included. You know, sometimes I walk off and feel like I, I'm a loser because I didn't call that game 
um, the way maybe I didn't hustle like I felt like I should have. Maybe I was off a little bit on, on the strike zone or, you know, what have you. But I don't think that that makes you a loser. What makes you a loser is not hustling, bad attitude, not giving your all, letting your teammates down on purpose just because you're having an attitude and, and whatever. It's not reflected uh, again, in my mind, on a scoreboard. And real you quick, can, real quick, have, our last last one. We've only got about a minute left here. Sportsmanship. What's it mean to you? Uh, sportsmanship. Good attitude. Good attitude. Congratulate the other team. Uh, be proud of what what you did. What you hustled. You gave your all. Be good. Be supportive of your teammates. Be supportive of your umpires. Be supportive of your coaches, and be supportive of your the other team. Chris, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been a fascinating interview. Um, our shows are podcasted everywhere. I know a lot of people are going to listen to this. If anyone wants to get a hold of you, how can they reach you? Um, they can email me at K-R-I-T-T-E-R-1211 at yahoo.com. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and learn from this. And best of luck to you. And uh, I hope you win your court case with this lady because she needs to go to jail. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can always reach me at my office at 816-561-5556.